0: Hello, this is the ghost of John Lennon. I've inspired lots of great people in my time. Donny Osmond said I was his vocal influence. Madonna always appreciated me political awareness. And Liam Gallagher really liked me glasses. Prominent artists always like to claim the carry and the torch of my legacy, despite the fact I can't speak for myself. Unfortunately, this is something which happens to far too many dead icons. However, I'm here to say that, of all the creative endeavours I've watched take place from heaven, Culture My art is by far my favourite, and I used to watch Ringo doing Tommy the Tank Engine. It's funny, it's thoughtful, but most of all, it's weird and crap. I just can't get enough. If my ghostly fingers didn't pass through physical objects, I would rate it 5 stars on my listening device. So if you could, take the time to do it for me, John Lennon.
1: Thanks, John. See you next series. Tra-tra. <gasps> oh, are you back? Did you like the first episode? Yeah. How utterly predictable.
2: Music. It was very hard to hear music. Film. And Because of the trauma, they both became actors. Opinion.
1: Oh, what a silly thing to do.
2: And other
3: things. It's
4: culture,
2: my
3: arts.
1: Your latest culture headlines Belgium ban the Viennese waltz. Rumba, salsa, and cha cha remain legal. That's in the mail. Too high, says Foreign Secretary after refusing to pay ransom for Mark Commode. And finally, how many chocks could a woodchuck chock? The Sun did a survey on their front page. Apparently, it's seven. Those are your culture headlines. I know, yeah. It's Culture My Arts, the only radio show proven to lift the IQ of dogs to such a degree that we got a Cocker Spaniel to talk. Here it is.
5: I say, Frank, we won't be going for walkies today.
1: If so, the tennis ball would be much appreciated. Afterwards, perhaps she would be so kind as to gift me a dentist stick. Oh, I do hope we make it back in time for Culture My Arts. Such
6: divine listening.
1: (laughs) And I'm Frank Sod. If you keep hearing voices that aren't mine, you either need to listen to better radio or go to the doctors. Well, famously, this show is not funny at all. It's serious, highbrow cultural news. At the very most, we scoff. However, today, we revel in a rare laugh as John Gough presents his history segment, A Crack in Time, where we meet the fellas who told the first ever joke. Fancy that.
2: <laughs> Comedy, jokes, funny boom booms. Some say that the art of humour can be traced back all the way to the ancient Greeks. However, archaeologists have yet to discover any DVD box sets from that period. Historians have recovered some Greek comedy sonnets, though they're all written in old-timey language and are poor banter by today's standards. As a result, the next recorded instance of a joke was in 1950, told by two farmers from Devon. In a Radio first, I, John Gough, went to meet them. April 21st, 1950. I remember it clear
7: as day. Me and Nigel, we were standing here, 5am on a spring morning, ready to go down to the farm. And I couldn't believe me eyes. What do I see crossing the road? A chicken!
1: Sorry, Jim, I'm already laughing, Mush. (laughs) It still gets you, doesn't it? It's because I know what's coming. Sorry, carry on. Anyway, we see
7: this chicken. Nige turns to me and he says, I wonder why he's crossing the road. And I say, well, it's to get to the other side. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: God's honest truth, God's honest truth.
7: And that's when we both started smiling and we had this strange feeling in our tummies. We said, that's not normal. So we, well, we called the doctor. Still grinning from ear to ear, he says, it seems your diaphragms are spasming naturally in some sort of emotional reaction. So he asks us,
1: what were you doing when you first felt this silly sensation? When I said I said I was asking Jim why the chicken was crossing the road. And he said to get to the other side. And that's when we all went, didn't we? Absolute hysterics.
7: Doctor said you're doing it to me now. What do you call this tomfoolery? I thought I'd better name it something. My full name is Jim Lafferty. So we just called it The Laugh Part. And that was that.
2: With such an astounding display of wit, word began to spread like a fine soft margarine or the clap around the town of Puttywick, Devonshire. Soon, thousands came to watch Jim perform his famous jokes.
7: Here's one for you. You'll love this. Why did the chicken cross the road? Do you want to know? To get to the other side! (laughs) Ha <laughs> Alright, alright, calm down. Right, here's another one. Why did the chicken...
1: ...cross the road? Well it starts with one person wanting to hear the joke. Before you know it, all at Devon were coming to see Jim tell the joke. Eventually we had to stand him on a bale of hay so everyone could see him like. I
7: tell the joke probably 500 to 600 times a night never got old. Now, either the people of Devon are really thick, or this joke is true genius, and I'll let you decide, but I think the answer's pretty obvious.
2: And so, with a bale of hay, an audience of simpletons, and a single joke, stand-up comedy is born. It wasn't long until Jim's joke was picked up by people nationwide and beyond. It was an impact so jantic that you can still hear Jim's influence on comics today.
5: Get this right, I'm walking down to the docks yeah, and I get to the main road. And what do I see on it? No word of a lie, a fucking chicken.
8: I looks at this chicken, I can't believe
7: it. It looks like he's crossing the road. I get up to him, I say, hey, pal, you crossing the road there, I. Hey? He says, "I." Hey, I'm crossing the fucking road.
1: Come again, love, come again. You're, you're a chicken, eh? You're not garlic bread, you're a chicken. Crossing the road, Cro- crossing the road. What are you doing that for? Hey, eh? What are you doing that for? You are. Get to the other side, get to the other side. Can't make it up. Can't make it up, garlic bread. Can't make it up. And I saw this wee chicken crossing the road, and I thought, I stop me fat but I'm not
9: going to eat yes right here on the zebra fucking crossing.
1: <laughs> Can you imagine? a chicken, actually, like... They- chicken, road, road, chicken, crossing the road to
5: actually go somewhere with with, with an actual purpose, you know, it it makes no sense.
8: And all I have left to say is if you're a chicken in this room right now, okay, kill yourself. No, seriously, kill yourself, okay? I'm not kidding, you beady-eyed,
1: grain-loving assholes, kill yourself, Okay?
2: Okay. Over the years, stand-up comedy has changed, and comedians no longer tell one joke for an entire show. These days, modern-day performers like Russell Kane will often tell as many as three or four jokes across a few hours. Though, for Jim and Nigel, they still think old is gold.
7: Well... The new comedians, the young comedians, the trendy comedians... The woman ones. You know, they don't even bother to come and tour in Devon. Because the people, the real people, right, the people of Buttywick, we like our one joke. And that'll do us.
1: You can keep your comedy about your talking coffee beans. Dildos. Tapered jeans with pointless zips.
7: Satirical routines, uh, which requires
1: thought. My favourite jokes are the ones that I don't have to think about. Because I don't even think about the ones that I do need to think about, I think. Exactly, Knight.
7: And also, I think, if you say the same joke continuously for hours and it still be funny, then uh, surely that's a sign of a real comedian.
2: Whilst the world laughs in a different way, here in Buttywick, the people still laugh at the only joke they know. I guess that's one chicken that'll never quite cross the road.
7: You can write whatever joke you want, but remember, we came up with a joke that started it all. So we'll always have the last laugh.
1: Jim, I thought we had the first one. Well, we'll we'll
2: have both. I've been John Gough, and that was my crack. In time. Let your arms be as warm as the sun from up above. Bring me fun, bring me sunshine, bring me love, sweet love. Bring me fun, bring me sunshine, bring me love. Culture My Arts.
1: This is Culture My Arts, the radio show that many have described as the audio equivalent of of hearing your child say its first words if its first words were sick. Now, usually media companies can't openly endorse political parties, as it would breach Ofcom's rules for impartiality. Instead, they just hide their inherent biases beneath the surface. However, Culture My Art bypasses these rules by broadcasting illegally through a disused sky dish connected to a can on a string. So it's with great pleasure that we bring you this political party ad. There are a lot of words you're not allowed to
10: say on the radio. Words like wrinkle, fuck, and pit swings, and well, surprise, fucking surprise, they've been fucking censored. You want to know why? Because it's political correctness gone fucking mad. It's gone fucking mad. Back in my day, if the bitch Terry Wogan had said cunt before 4pm, he was having a bad show. These days, radio presenters are so fucking scared of causing a they just hum in between songs. <coughs> Hi, I'm Len Bixon, leader of Cox, campaign opposing correct speech. Cox! If you're like me, you're arrogantly dismissive of this cosmopolitan world we live in. <coughs> I simply don't have the time nor brain capacity to remember additional words or genders or understand a broad spectrum of political perspectives. It's all just foreign to me. Oh, God. It's far too hard to learn a whole new language and respect different cultural sensitivities. Nobody else has to do it. So why should I?
9: Cocks!
10: If you give the PC Brigade an inch of your sausage, they'll take a mile off. Just this year, they successfully launched a petition to change the name of Christmas to Chilly Tidings and have Santa's penis removed from all illustrations. What's next? Arresting Snowballs for being white? It's only a matter of time. Snowflakes everywhere! Let us have cocks! Block this kind of ludicrousness by helping us make cocks bigger, firmer and stronger by joining the party. They try to ban Jesus! If we can't get cocks to grow, it could be your kids who live through an age where they're forced to consider other people's feelings before speaking. What a horrible thought! We believe in freedom of speech, the freedom to grow one's sausage, to say anything without consequence, and above all else, freely being
1: free. I'm Lem Bigson, and we are cox. If I was a real person, I know who I'd be voting for. Do you? Next up, a great story. ITV have tracked down the Hitler bloodline for a one-off family fortune special.
6: Sorry, Frank, we haven't got that segment.
1: What do you mean we haven't got this segment?
6: We lost it. You lost it, right? Don't move, Frank.
1: Right, right. Give me your teeth. No, no, no. You lost the segment. Frank, don't, don't it, it. No, no, no. No, no. You'll get your teeth back later. Oh, God, I'm all stressed now. Just need to, uh, <clears throat> need to relax for a few minutes. Yeah, I'll just put this on.
8: Welcome to this immersive relaxation tape. Close your eyes, allow us to transport you to a new world. It's dark, like a room with no light on. You can hear the rain. It's that kind of rain, which seems light, but actually gets you wet through, right down to your pants. Suddenly, a loud smash and a thump. You can tell it's come from your bedroom window by how close it sounds, and because there's a naked man in your room covered in broken glass. It's Darius O'Wallop, a local denim jeans model. Nice elbows, he says, before opening your wardrobe, stepping in and shutting the door behind him. You're about to cry, but you're interrupted by knocking at the door. So you ask your eyelids to kindly suck the tears back up. They do so, but in the process, engulf your entire nose and mouth. This is handy though, as Bill Guts is at your front door with an expansive collection of bagged dog dogfowl. Don't tell me I'm the first one here, Bill whispers into your ear before contorting his spine into the shape of a question mark and forward rolling into the lounge. The loss of taste and smell has increased the sensitivity of your hearing and so Bill's whisper immediately explodes your eardrum and your ears have started to ooze a mucus-like stream of blood. Darius a wallop slaps your buttocks, scoops up the blood with a breadstick, and swallows it whole. Nice sauce, quips Darius. After three hours of silently waiting for a response, Darius realises you can't hear, and proceeds to repeat himself in American Sign Language. It's much like normal sign language, except a vicar pours sunflower oil down your trousers pawns your second cousin, and takes you to a Bruce Springsteen concert. Darius pushes over Bill after a vigorous swoop whilst spelling the letter V. Bill falls due to gravity, dropping his vast collection of dogfowl in the process. Forty bags of dung fling across the room and inexplicably lodge themselves behind the radiator. It was at this point that the faeces and heat combined to release a toxic gas in the air. Darius and Bill both collapsed, clutching their throats. Finally, some peace and quiet.
1: Ah, that's much better. Hope you don't mind, dear listener. But I was feeling so damn relaxed that I treated myself to a quick bath. Mm. Anyway, better get on with the show. You can go now, fellas. No, no, duty calls. Duty calls, lads. Got a radio show to do. Oh, these papers are all wet. I'm hearing that we can cross over live to Eleanor Thorne, who's reporting from the funeral of not... (laughs) (laughs) Stop it, Javier, that tickles! (laughs) From the funeral
5: of Noel Edmonds. Uh, What a sad occasion, Eleanor. Yes, Frank, we sensitively bribed three separate police officers to leak a phone number which we could politely hack in order to thoughtfully trace the location of this private funeral which we are respectfully reporting live from. After being delicately plastered over the front of every tabloid, it's common knowledge that today is the funeral of the beloved Noel Edmonds. As I empathetically approach the ongoing funeral service, I can see a box being lowered in the distance. However, there's no mystery as to what's inside it. Needless to say, it's not 50p or £250,000. It's the TV icon that used to see the inside of 22 boxes every day. But now, It's just the one. I'm sure it's not completely unfounded of me to suggest that if he were alive to hear my touchingly humorous tributes, he would have laughed. I don't know if you can hear this, Frank, but as I near the burial site, there is music being played as Edmunds descends. I can see Pat Sharp blowing his nose and the banker is doing a little cry. In the most considerate and civil way possible, I'm now going to ask how the poor widow feels. Mr. Blobby, how does it feel to be a widow? Blobby, Blobby, Blobby! I've been really nice and courteous about this. Just answer my question. Oh, Blobby! Why are you so angry? Blobby, Blobby,
1: Blobby! Understandably, it's difficult for Mr. Blobby to put his pain into words. Our thoughts are with all those associated with Edmunds at this time. Let's have a minute's silence. That'll do. This is Culture My Arts. The presenter of this show is called Frank Sod, i.e. me. Now, I'm not someone who's had many scrapes with the justice system. That's because I'm smart and usually bribe judges well in advance. But what if you're someone who's not like me? Poor and stupid. Is a life of crime inevitable? Are criminals made of skin and bones like the rest of us? This looks like a taboo for Willy Kazoo. Listen now.
3: Crime! It happens all around us. Mostly in places like where I am now. A corner shop. It can be as elaborate as me shooting the news agent, putting his extended family in my boot, and driving off a bridge. Or a simple act, like picking up this Twix, hypothetically, and eating it without paying... And yet, we all think ourselves incapable of living a life of crime. Oh, you need to pay for that, Twix. See how easy it is? Back in black and white times, before they'd invented colour, the punishment for stealing would have been as barbaric as a public hanging. Often in the middle of a busy town square like the one I'm standing in now, For our reconstruction, we've used a goat. One can only imagine the horror of the real scene. But let's not feel too sorry for these criminals. It's their victims which truly have to suffer. Don't believe me? Well last night, the Culture My Arts production team and I targeted a family house to burgle overnight in pursuit of gripping journalism. We're outside that house now to hear the results. listen to them. (laughs) All crying. (laughs) It's settled then. Crime has devastating impacts. Today I'm visiting a man touted by many as the most dangerous and ruthless thug in Manchester. And there's some steep competition. Let's find out how one becomes so stupid as to become a criminal. (laughs) Hello there, I'm Willy Kazoo, no stranger to a taboo. And you are? I'm Roger Thick.
4: I go by many names. They call me the Mank Robber, the Chief Thief, Nightstick Thick, Roger Roger the Jail Dodger, Bez from the Happy Mondays, the Spank Union.
3: Now, unless I've not researched Manchester's education system as thoroughly as I'd like, I'm assuming that criminality isn't something that's advertised at a school careers fair. So tell me Roger, how did you climb the hairy ladder
4: of crime? I was born into crime. Quite literally. My mother gave birth in a Fiat Panda illegally parked in a bus lane. You know, I can't remember me first words. Me first toys. But I remember my first crime. Nursery school. Nicking where originals from the teacher's handbag. Dealing them in the toilets out of a tweenies lunchbox. Milo and Fizz didn't know what was going on. I did hard time for that. Four hours on the naughty step. But that didn't deter me. I wanted to go bigger. I'm talking Bassets all sorts. I'm talking fruit winders, Palmer Violets. Okay? Fizz whizz, flumps, and then once you start selling sherbet lemon, you may as well be shifting cocaine.
3: Since those formative years, you've engaged in some delinquent acts which you could describe as off colour at best and very naughty at worst. Listen, I'm ruthless.
4: You don't want to mess with me. I'm a professional criminal. I'm a thick thief. I'm a very naughty boy. I've stuck upon people's arms with such stealth. I could go back the next day to give your granny a game of Scrabble and she'd be none the wiser. And trust me, I only spell naughty words. I own this town, yeah. I know everyone in the neighbourhood. If I don't know you, there's a problem.
3: What if you just moved in?
4: (laughs) Then you best believe I will be at your housewarming. And there better be snacks, okay? I'm talking Twiglets. I'm talking Pringles. I'm talking peanuts, salted and dry-roasted. The best not be any of
3: those cheese and pineapple things on sticks Roger, it's too late for you to return to society The best you can hope for is to appear on a documentary with Danny Dyer TELL US, how can we prevent following YOUR path What are all the warning signs that someone is being seduced by a life of crime? Usually they don't feel
4: appreciated They get the stature that they want from crime They can get the accolades and respect they don't get in their normal lives Normal relationships, normal jobs.
3: Yes, I suppose I I understand that.
4: Of course you understand that. You're someone who wants to be the best, and that's okay.
3: <laughs> I mean, I have always thought that I'm, I'm one of the best journalists on this show, really. I mean, <laughs> why should Eleanor Thorne get to meet Noel Edmonds? I mean, <laughs> maybe it isn't appreciated enough.
4: You shouldn't have to feel that way. Has anyone ever told you you've got a pretty mouth? Never. Well, you have. You deserve more.
3: I do deserve more. I, really, this should be my show.
4: That's what I think, too. To be honest, I think the current host is weird and crap. Bit ginger, too. Why should you have to play second fiddle to a carrot?
3: I don't have to. I I want this to be my show.
4: And I can help you with
3: that. Yes. Yes, that, that'd that be fun dozy!
4: If I help you, will you help me?
3: Oh, uh, absolutely! Anything for my own show, Roger, Mister Thick.
4: Right. <laughs> See that bank over there? I- yes. They've got all the money for your new show in there.
3: Why? What? Why? Why have they got it?
4: They took it all because they don't want you to have your own show.
3: That's not fair! I, I deserve my own show. I'm Willy Kazoo! And I shouldn't have to stand for this. Just give me the gosh darn gun. Everyone on the mother-flipping ground, give me the money, was it? And you, that's the money for my new show, you melon. I'll runny shoot you, I will, just watch. You know who I am.
2: I'm Big Willie. I'm Willie Kazoo. Culture My Arts, a good radio show.
1: (laughs) It's Culture My Arts. Don't tell your friends about us. Otherwise, you won't be better than them. Now, many people accuse this show of not being serious. I think that's poppycock and jism. It's our responsibility to inform our listeners, which is why this next segment is a public service announcement. Yes, that's right. Instead of educating about strokes in schools, the government have released this snappy advert with bass-boosted music and a scary voiceover instead. Listen, or face the consequences.
6: S. Sinuses. Do they have sinuses? If they don't, they're a fish, and therefore can't have strokes. T. Toast. Are they making lots of toast? Stroke victims do this to check if they're actually smelling toast or not. A loaf a day is a red light. R. Runcorn. Is the person of concern from runcorn? If they are, it's not medically relevant, but ask yourself is it worth saving them? O. Orchard. Have they recently invested in land rights to an orchard? This is one of many irrational purchases caused by lack of blood to the brain. K. K pop. Are they listening to K pop? It might not be a stroke, but you should alert the authorities regardless. E. Eye contact. Can they give proper eye contact? Is their gaze one of unusual sexual intensity? Does it make you feel uncomfortable? If so, slap them and tell them that a stroke is no excuse for filth. Remember, if you notice any of these signs, engage the suspected strokee and ask them loudly Are you having a stroke? Until they respond. Then, ring 999, pass the phone to the stroke victim and let them do the rest. You've got work at 3. Yep,
1: seems relatively straightforward to me. You've simply got no reason to forget that vital information. Next up, can you be too young for a tough career? We employ many a child chimney sweep at Culture My Arts, and in between coughs, they're all fine. But what about the singer Jelly Pie Dish, who's taken the world by storm at the tender, acne-ridden age of 15? Jared Neisman went to interview her in a semi-patronising tone. When I was 15, my claim to fame was starring as the back end of a donkey
10: in the school nativity. At the same age, Jelly Pie Dish has bagged a top 10 single and a headline spot at Glastonbury with her youthful brand of Mardi Pop. I went to waggle my chinny chin chin with Jelly and her manager, Hardy Brock. I
9: use swear words like poop and pee. I like coffee and sniffing weed. Meaning is not what lyrics need, just the right syllables.
10: Jelly, your lyrics are quite wibbly-wobbly when you consider your age. Particularly the line where you mention drug abuse. What license do you have to talk about such things? Because it certainly isn't your driving license.
11: I feel like fame ages you, you know? When you're as famous as I am, you have to grow up very quickly. It's like a dog. Every year in human years is like seven years in fame years. So the idea that I lack emotional maturity is ridiculous. Because if you add my fame years and human years together, I'm like 32 and three quarters.
7: And that's just using the rule for normal-sized dogs. You know, if Jelly was a dog, she'd be a big dog. Because she's a big player, okay? And big dogs like St. Bernard's and, uh, yeah, Rottweilers, okay? They die super young. So, arguably, you could say a fame year equals, like, 12 human years. That makes Jelly, like, what, 54 and a half? Okay, yeah. She could sing about menopause if she wanted to. So, lay off.
9: one No strings, even Papa said No I Still got them anyway. I'm so Atypical
10: Broadly speaking As a general rule All considered
7: typically What would you say Your music stands for?
11: My music is All about giving Two fingers To the establishment
7: And you can really hear That anti-establishment message On Beats Headphones
11: Yes You hear it most clearly on Beats.
7: Beats are great, right Jelly?
11: They really are.
7: I know. Beats.
10: What's it like being so famous at your age?
11: It's sad, you know. I think when you're in a position like me, you can't help but be sad. I've been robbed of a normal life. I'll never know what it's like to work a menial full-time job for 20-plus years. I'll never get to experience food banks. I'll never know the feeling of absolutely nobody caring about me. Financial and creative freedom isn't all it's cut out to be. I think sometimes people need to realise that it's actually really hard to do exactly what you want to do, whenever you want to, all the time.
9: A Tumblr thread girl, inside I am dead
10: say to those people who think you're being controlled by those around you in the
7: industry? Well, uh, Jelly would be absolutely happy to answer that question, but I must say I think it's a very insulting question. Uh, as her manager, I refute any claims of the sort. Uh, Jelly has always been given a free choice, and she'll use that free choice right now to uh, disagree with your implication. Right, Jelly?
11: I disagree with the implication of your question.
7: <laughs> huh. Bet you feel pretty stupid now, don't you?
9: sleeves! <laughs> simpsons memes netflix crime documentaries whoa that's me af literally i'm so original even though i'm 15 and a third i will never join the herd. my motives are not corporate beats 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 headphones
10: Tell me about the song, Sad Cow.
11: Well, it's about two and a half minutes long. It's currently number four in the billboard charts. It's in F major. I mean,
10: what are you trying to say in the song?
11: Well, usually I'm trying to say the lyrics. Sometimes they can be quite fast, so... No,
10: no, 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 no. I mean, what happened in your life to end up with these lyrics?
11: Well, I just kind of wrote one line and then kept writing more lines that rhymed with the previous line. I kept doing that over and over until I had enough lines to fill the duration of the song. That's
10: quite specific. What I'm asking is, did you ever experience any personal difficulties related to these lyrics?
11: There was a difficulty one time when I wrote too many lines. What
10: I'm trying to get at is, how did you come to write them?
11: Um... I used a pen mostly.
9: Culture, my art.
1: E four,
6: miss F two,
1: hit. God damn, you sunk my battleships again.
6: I can't believe I won again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, believe this—you're sacked. She'll live briefly. Well, that's the show wrapped up. This has been Culture My Arts. I've been your host, Frank Stop
3: Be right there, Frank. Kazoo. Get on the ground, you b- b-
1: bug-buggering barnacle! Is—is <laughs> is that a gun? Listen, don't do anything stupid with that, Willy. Don't
3: Willy me! You can't mess with this Willy anymore. Call me The Kazoo.
1: What do you want? Okay, what do you want? There's a Domino's coming in 15 minutes. By all means, have some of the wedges and one slice of garlic bread. One
3: slice? There's only one thing I want. This show. And there's only one way to get it. (laughs) Any last requests?
1: (laughs) Well, if you insist on doing this whilst we're live, at least let me put a song on. Which song? Um... Let's have this one.
3: I would have preferred the Cheeky Girls, but I suppose it's your last request.
1: (sighs) Don't do it, don't do it, Willie. Why shut up, I can do it! Oh, Willie, please? Together. Please, what? <laughs> please, do no. say no. it? Say
3: it! Don't shoot me, Willie! Don't no. shoot from me, Don't no. shoot me, Willie! No. Oh god, god. maybe, maybe I'm gonna, gonna shoot you! Oh <laughs> god! Christ, I'm gonna go! Sure. Okay, breathing oh exercises.
11: Willie, no! Willie, yes! Fuck you!
0: See? I told you it was weird and crap. (laughs) Catch you next episode, Chucks.